Ray Neomi here. Welcome to 2023. Happy New Year. We're going to be talking about a few things. Let's just go ahead and uh, do our housekeeping. With 2023, I have the 2023 chart. Do you need that, Yomi, or you got it? Um, Send it to me. Okay. Let's see. Hold on. Let me see if I even have it. No, that's the old one. Here you go. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, my computer's all fast now, so it, it doesn't take oh, a lot of time. Here we go. Yeah. All right, got it. All right, so um, as I kind of was mentioning on Facebook to some people, uh, we can use the very moment it turned to 2023 as like a hoary chart for the synopsis of the year. And I was going to look up Sabian symbols and the link that I usually use for that. I don't know where it went because I switched computers, but uh, maybe Yomi can jump in with some of that. But Yeah, I just got the a website pulled up. Just let me know. Nice. Okay. Uh, if any saving symbols pop out to you on the chart, just feel free to interject. So let's just go over this here. So this is the the general overview for 2023. Yes, there will be transits that occur that will trigger different events, but this is like the general 2023 vibe. So when people go like, this was a shit year or this is a good year, this is the chart you're going to reference for that. So when we have Libra on the Ascendant, that's basically saying that we're going to be balancing out the year a little bit from some of the things that have been currently going on within the past. I would say we're Saturn in Aquarius um, for at least the last two years, if not three years. And that's some really crazy stuff that also me and you and we're going to talk about later. But another fascinating thing I noticed in this chart is the moon is in Taurus. And typically... I mean, I'm not trying to, like, uh, get anybody's hopes up here, per se, but typically, when a moon is in Taurus, it's kind of like like somebody born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They're usually financially well off. Uh, from my own personal experience, when I had a moon in Taurus for my solar return chart years back, I got extra money, more than I typically do, uh, over the year. And so, with Libra being on the Ascendant right there, and then the, the moon being in Taurus... What this says to me is that be, um, in comparison to last year to this year, that we're going to all be a little bit more financially stable or things that have been like increasing with the conflation and all that will kind of like level themselves out. I mean, do not get too excited. I don't think it's going to be substantial like Trump era su substantial, but I do think that we're going to be a little less stressed financially speaking. And I have noticed that the, the gas prices have gone down um in recent times has it gone down where you're at yomi a teeny bit it fluctuates yeah i know that for christmas when we left here we left here early in the morning by the time we came back home that afternoon it had gone up 10 cents what that's crazy it's just been yeah. a continuous decline here we're down almost a whole dollar of gas so i don't know if that's, that's just not like bad a, i don't know if that's a washington state thing or what's going on with that but i was i've just been seeing things kind of decrease i haven't really seen prices decrease when it comes to goods and services oh no groceries have skyrocketed once again yeah and we have a bird flu actually i guess going on in our region so our eggs went up like another four or five percent yep i think a pack of eggs right now, i don't buy eggs anymore because i have chickens but the last when i went to the store today because i'm always looking i think a cost for a pack of eggs is almost eight dollars yeah whoa like is that a dozen or is that a box that's for a dozen <gasps> no it's not yes ma'am 
If you go to Publix, which is what we consider, you know, the one of the best grocery stores in the area, they're just pricey. They're about eight dollars a dozen. Um, if you go to like an Aldi's, for example, to say, you know, where usually you get it cheaper, you're paying about four to five dollars. Whoa. Oh, my God. Half and uh, cream, heavy cream, heavy whipping cream, like the carton, five dollars. Girl, I don't know what's up in Washington, but like Washington's prices are a little bit, whew, a little bit better than that. But damn. no, that's that's good. But no, here here it's gone up substantially. Like I think. I've seen my weekly grocery bill go up steadily now. I think the last time I spent groceries, it was about 150, and I didn't get much. Wow. Are you you're you're in an, an area where like the trucks kind of have to go out of their way, or they're passing through? Like when when delivery um, freight trucks are coming in. We're like one of those towns that you kind of have to go through to get to the main city if you're coming from the coast. Okay. We do yeah, get a lot of traffic here, but it's, you only have one grocery store. You have two grocery store chains and that's, and then just super Walmart. So, and nowhere that you go, can you find quality produce? So, you know, that's our biggest thing is we, we our biggest chunk is produce. So produce is very pricey too. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, I, I don't want to tell people to, to get too excited yeah that that moon and taurus does signify that people will be better financially speaking this year than they were last year so we'll see how that pans out throughout the year because the year it's obviously the first of the year and it's early so we also have uh there's zeus in the first house and libra so and that is let's see they're not gonna it doesn't have any i always forget get the Zeus associations because I don't use it very often. Um, Do I have my notebook? I don't think I have my little cheat sheet notebook here that has that note. You can look it up for me real quick while I keep going on. So we got the the South Node um, conjunct Poseidon in in the second house. This is a future house. So this could be uh, related to like towards the end of this year. But primarily it would be a precursor for a following year. And Poseidon, I was actually just looking up some of our our keynotes that Yomi wants to talk about, about plagues and illnesses. And Poseidon and Scorpio are both signatures for infectious illness, uh, which I find interesting. Because um, that's also with the, with the South Node there. So it's as if we're going to be, you know, that's, I hate to, uh, we're kind of jumping into what, I, what you want to talk about. But it's fine. We were talking, me and Yomi have been talking about plagues. And it's kind of like the, you know, the prime time for that because the 2020 transits that Yomi was, you know, kind of referencing back to, you know, Mercury's retrograde. So we're kind of reflecting on that. The Saturn-Jupiter-Pluto conjunction is supposed to be like a plague, uh, a plague signature, which is where I got my original prediction about COVID, which I originally thought was going to be like influenza. But with us having... Poseidon and Scorpio conjunct the South Node and into the future, there's something that's going to ha- that's already transpiring or something that's going to happen that will result in massive deaths. Because Yomi is kind of thinking that it's going to be a plague related, which again, it could be because, you know, outer planet transits take years, if not even decades, depending on which planets we're talking about for everything to manifest. And the fact that those are also in opposition with Uranus and Taurus, 
Uranus and Taurus actually is associated with. I'm going to be a, a, a nerd real quick and let me pull up my medical astrology book because I had these ready for Yomi. Let's see. Taurus. What is the degree for that? 15? 15 degrees of Taurus is neuroasthenia, appendicitis, defective eyesight, rheumatoidism, fractures of bones, alcoholism, alcoholism, drowning. But when I did look up Uranus associations, Uranus and Taurus associations is very uh, very common with cancer. It's interesting you say that. Yeah, you you got any you got any um, comments on that? Um, yes. Um, there was a report, and I don't have it in front of me, but I do remember reading about it. It's about a guy who, um, was told he had cancer, and that he would have to go get chemotherapy. He, I believe, he wrote about this. I'm gonna look for it, and if I find it, I will definitely um post it on Facebook for everyone to be able to look at it. But he was told he would have to do chemotherapy. I believe his cancer was in the lymph nodes. So he went and got his COVID shot because the way that he figured was, well, let me get my vaccine since I currently have good defenses right now. And then because he knew once he started chemo, his defenses would be shot. Right. So he went and got his COVID vax. Within a week, he got worse. Went back to see a doctor, got retested, and all of these spots where he had cancer in just the lymph nodes had spread to various spots of his body. Yeah. They don't know if it was the shot that did this to him. They don't know if if the shot accelerated the cancer from progressing. They don't know what happened. I'm sure it's acceleration. Yeah, Uranus and Taurus, um, uh, pathological... um, Themes are thyroid disorders, hearing abnormalities, tinnitus, vocal cord anomalies, atlas bone or cervical displacement, TNJ, glandular disorders, weird dental problems, reflects to all those with significant Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius signatures. So, the yeah. So, what, what I'm thinking of seeing the south node right there in the second house conjunct Poseidon, and then obviously being opposite with Uranus, is that something that has been started by Uranus and Taurus, like when we're talking about medically speaking, is Mm -hmm. going to lead to plague-level deaths. Because as you've seen the the transits with plagues, and I've seen the transits with plagues, it doesn't necessarily have to translate to infectious disease like the Black Death. It just has to translate to something, an epidemic of some kind that kills massive fatalities. So... That could be, you know, how the commonality, how that works. And then we look in the third house. We have Hygieia in the third house, part of this big capstellum. So let's see. Hygieia in the third house. Mental health may be featured in your life. Siblings may have suffered from ill health. You may be keen to study health issues. (laughs) It's pretty funny. We're doing that today, right? Right. (laughs) You may be interested in links between the mind and the body. Um, and then Hygieia and Capricorn, you have much wisdom about health issues, and you may later become authority on health issues or health in general. I mean, we're starting off the year right, I guess. So, And you know what's funny? As I was reading kind of from my book, I have two books, by the way, for all you book nerds out there. There's the Dictionary of Medical Astrology by Diane L. Kramer. It's super cool. It's basically like just a thesaurus. It has listed uh, 
different kind of um, you know, uh, conditions or whatever, and their direct planetary associations, including aspects. And then I have Medical Astrology, A Guide to Planetary Pathology by Judith Hill. That one's super good. But as I was reading through these, I started to, I, I'm kind of kind of hypochondriac a little bit. Because, so I'm kind of like, I was starting to read through this. And I'm like, why am I getting like this sinking feeling in my chest? Oh like, my gosh. I hate when that be, happens. I should be worried. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I even had to ask Spirit for a second. I was like, am I okay? Like, and then they're like, you're fine. I was like, oh my God. But yeah. So fixation on talking about health. So that's going to be for the mundane as well. That being in the house of communication. So a lot of health related discussions are going to be in the media or news stories as Yomi has been talking about. That's where she kind of got inspired about this because people are kind of dropping dead everywhere. And I mean, my personal point, uh, opinion is uh, if you haven't seen the died suddenly documentary yet, I think it has something to do with that. And oh, yeah, you, that's on my that's on that's on my next to watch list. You haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh! No, I've seen, I've seen it. It's oh, yeah, it's everything I ever feared. Really, like when I, I started getting those those messages from Spirit back in, in early 2020 about the vaccine, and I was mm-hmm. like telling people to the rooftops, "Do not get the vaccine." It is everything I could ever fear. Like it was even hard for me to watch the whole thing. It's really graphic, guys. So if you are kind of sensitive or have a weak stomach. It's really graphic. It's um, I won't go I won't go into it. I'll I'll let you all look at it, but it's scary. And the you know the people who put the documentary together aren't even physicians. They're mortu- mortuary science majors. So the, these are funeral directors finding the abnormalities and yes. the autopsies. So I'm like, because you know obviously they haven't been bought off, but all the people in the medical industry have, unfortunately. Yep. So. Then we have in the fourth house, we have a stellum of Capricorn. That's the sun, Vulcan, Mercury, which is also retrograde, Pluto and Venus. So I did joke with people on Facebook earlier, and it is kind of true. When we start off the year with Mercury retrograde, there is a potential that we're going to be experiencing Mercury retrograde effects throughout the entire year. So some very, you know, before you all think that the stigma of being scared about you know, potentially, oh my God, accidents and forgetting stuff. Yes, that's true. But think about this more of in a constructive way. Like I posted something on Facebook about this is a reminder to pick your RE retrograde word for the day. So readjusting, rediscovering, uh, rewriting, rearranging, redoing, rereading, recalculating, you know, um, let's see, reiterating, regaining, reabsorbing, resolving, reflecting, reviewing. Those kinds of things. So think about like what we're already seeing in the transits for this for this start of this day that we're going to be reflecting and uh, reviewing a lot of what has been going on for the past couple of years. Why are these people dropping dead? Why are we in financial straits as we are? There's going to be a lot of thinking going on. And I actually think this is great for us on a mundane level. Because people are really going to be reflecting. And I don't think that that's something that a lot of people do. And I think that that's the first key with critical thinking. Like if you're going to resolve your problems or you're going to work on something and try to make something better, you have to reflect and, and, and then make a game plan to change it, right? So I think that that's a positive thing. But just be aware too, obviously, Mercury retrograde, typical stigmas, expect things to be late, you know, um, expect communication to be difficult, which again, 
a delay in communication could be right right uh, integrated with that Hygieia in Capricorn. So talking about health things and people are going to be like, why is this happening? It's almost going to be like amnesia for some people. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, why is why on earth is this possibly happening? There's going to be a lot of people who don't even put two and two together and realize that it's probably the vaccine that's contributed to some of this. But you know, it, 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 let's let's say for give me the benefit, give everybody the benefit of the doubt. It may not be the vaccine. Okay, I'm not saying for 100% for sure. Do I personally think that it is? I do. But you know, it could be other things as well that would be what I would consider Uranus and Taurus related. Okay, so Ooh. when, yeah, what's up? Sorry, that just like shot out of me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So what the okay the cap the capstellum going on here? We've got Venus, which has to do with money and relationships. Uh, yeah, and then Pluto there, Mercury, all that. So there's going to be a very cons- uh, this also translates to a very conservative year. So that could be. The reason why people are maybe doing financially better is because they've been smarter about where they put their money. People might actually be be more independent resourcefully. Like, for example, like with you, you have chickens, you grow your own fruit and vegetables, that kind of thing. I think that everybody who can do that is doing that at this point. I see. Yeah, I see it as it's, it's a full review of. Yeah, I mean. With that Mercury retrograde, like you said, there is that hesitancy of, holy crap, it's going to be bad. It's going to be this. No. it's To me, it just says there's going to be a lot of stumbling and having to figure out how to fix the situation before moving on. Right. And then also take it with a grain of salt, guys, too. If you start something new this year and it start and it doesn't pan out or you feel like you have obstacles in your way, don't take that as a sign that it's not meant for you. Just be aware that it could be the Mercury retrograde kind of effects happening year round. Exactly. Exactly. Review, correct course, and then try again. Right. Yep, totally. And then we go into the fifth house. We have Saturn in Aquarius. I believe Saturn's actually going into Pisces this year, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look. Yes, it is. Which, that actually, um, Saturn in Pisces is a signature for uh, plagues. Infectious illness, by the way. That's (laughs) literally what, I mean, yeah, once I started jumping down that rabbit hole, I'm like, there's no way we're not going to be able to talk about this. And I think what's really cool is that it's also in this chart in the fifth house. And fifth house is fun. It's creativity. It's children. And it's going to feel like it's being stifled out of us completely in a way, in in some sense, Yeah. before it goes into Pisces. Yeah, I'm hoping that it doesn't um, turn into, well, I mean, because Saturn and Aquarius would be, could be taken a couple ways. It could be taken as an individual being rebellious against authority, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, I see that going on. Or it could be abuse of authority. Yeah. So I think that, again, we're we're at the climax of of our, um, our Pluto return. And even when we're not talking about the United States, Pluto and Capricorn notorious for tyrannical themes. So we're at the climax of that. So it makes sense that Saturn in Aquarius would be the signature to start 2023, that we're all going to be feeling the heat really hardcore on the powers that be that have been trying to really put their thumb down on us. It's going to be like 110% this year. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. But um, 
I checked to see when Saturn goes into Pisces. It's officially on the 8th of March, 2023, which I find funny because you randomly like shot me that that um, that chart info and it's in March. Mm-hmm. And, and you're all like, here's the Black Death. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny. Then I like dug into that and I'm like Pisces Saturn's also associated with, you know, illnesses and, and all that, like the Black Death and... <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, this. I'm like, this. This has just gotten bigger in the last hour for me. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when I first like saw the the Saturn, uh, Jupiter, Pluto square. I knew. I know you were into astrology then, but I know you weren't like as hardcore fixated on it at the time because you didn't dedicate a lot of time to it. But when the second, was this again? 2020, 2019, and 2020. That's when I really started looking at it. I was, but. You know, it was, I, yeah, work and stuff, yeah. I wasn't as dedicated and as hardcore as I am today. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you not always paying attention to things, you, no. you overlook a lot because shit's moving all the time. <laughs> so, you know. But, well, so I, I, get... I do have some notes on Saturn and Pisces. Oh, yeah, tell me. So, I did look up a little bit of the last time Saturn was in Pisces. And to give people some context, it was the 90s. And at that time, we had Nirvana. That was one of the biggest bands of that time. And I think oh, yeah. Kurt Cobain really, 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 really showed. He was Pisces. Yeah. In a lot yeah. of ways to a lot of people. His music. I've never, my husband plays them a lot. I never, you know, because I went to church, listened to them. But when you think grunge era, that's very much Saturn and Pisces. Yeah. Um, also, the st- I mean, if you look at the way people dress to friends, it was very baggy. Things didn't just didn't go. The 90s are making a huge comeback in pop it's culture. Like, it's like hipsters. They're almost like moderate hippies. That's how I kind of always viewed it as. Pretty much. Know? But there has been that I've seen ni- uh, 90s fashion is coming back. 90s nice. way of decorating is coming back. So, you know, don't be surprised for, you know, my head-banging friends from back in the day if you see those wide-leg Django's come back. I've already seen some of them, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too. I've told people about this with, like, marketing and, like, you know, um, pop culture. Yes. L- look, at, look at the generation that's currently 30. Yeah. That's, that's, like, you know, 25 to 30. And that's the, the main, like, themes with uh, trends, fashion, yep. you know, and all that kind of stuff. So who's 30 right now? Obviously, uh, the people who have Saturn and Aquarius were like born in 92, 93, yep. nine, uh, I think, I think it was 91, 92, 93. Maybe, no, 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 it would have been, I know, I definitely know it's 93, 94. I think maybe 95, 96, 97 is when it went into, went into Pisces. Yeah. 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 Yeah, then I would I would tell people think of friends, think of Scream. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, Scream was gosh, now I feel old. <laughs> the only thing the only thing that scares me about that kind of stuff coming back is that like the the kids that have been raised in the Neptune Pisces age, right and as of currently, mm-hmm. they're so detached from reality that they think it's funny to like mock things to to the T. So like yes. I could I could imagine something going like yeah let's reenact scream with our friends and then you know um, uh, stream it live. They yeah they don't realize yeah oh yeah I could see yeah 
It's crazy. It's crazy. I could see my son doing something. My my bolt. My son doing something like that. Yeah. Hide your children, guys. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Pisces, we've got Vesta, Astria. These are all the the points I use. Some people may not be familiar, but Vesta, Astria, Neptune, and Juno are all in Pisces in the sixth house. Then we also have Aries at one degree, or Jupiter at one degree of Aries. Uh, and then that's going to be conjunct Chiron later this year as well. So when we're looking at Vesta in the sixth house, it says you're committed to serving others. You may also be dedicated to service through healing. Uh, you work best when striving for service to humanity. You're committed to making the world a better place for everyone. You feel overwhelmed by work unless you focus on the service of others. Astria, we have uh, six house. You're a creature of habit. You have you have a set daily routine from which you are reluctant to diverge from. You have a difficulty starting new projects. That's going to be a huge theme this year with that Mercury retrograde. So this just kind of emphasizes that even more. And we do have a wide orb sextile to uh, Astria to Mercury. So again, huh. yeah, a lot of that. What that translates to is that people aren't going to plan out their new projects very well because they're going to be scattered from the mercury retrograde and they're going to miss something and there's going to be a hiccup in their steps and that's what's going to happen i definitely feel that so i agree with that too yeah so as yomi said originally you know make sure you're reviewing revising and do your outline like five times man before you decide to do something just like go through it and then you play it out in your head and it's like where could there be problems challenges and then address those like make a plan b before you even start oh my gosh yes you know so when that plan a you fall on your face you got that plan b if you fall on your face then maybe you have a plan c that would be my best way to uh or the best way i could suggest for people to try to get through this kind of stick in the mud sort of vibes we're gonna be feeling like do you ever try to run in a shallow pool you don't get anywhere because of how heavy the water is that's how i feel like that's going to happen because we have a lot of earth and a lot of water this for the start of this year it's it's muddy yeah yeah it's very muddy i mean yeah it's very muddy it's nasty and it's muddy and we're going to be sliding for a while yeah because let me count this okay so just from what i have on the chart i gave you we got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 points on this whole wheel that are in earth or water. There's a lot of retrogrades in this chart, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and then you look at what's retrograde as well. A couple of the air and fire planets are retrograde. Mm -hmm. So usually air and fire kind of balance out like that really muddy thickness of the earth and water. Mm -hmm. But with them being retrograde, they're not working right. So we, it's like, it's really going to feel like a struggle this year, but it's what I'm, what I'm getting is that it's not going to be as bad as last year. I mean, okay. So reflection time, let's, let's do this. What do you think was at the worst last year? Like event wise? Like in general for the whole year. Like what, if you were going to sum up the whole year, why did it make it a shit year? I mean, I I know last year I was really focused on financial markets. So for me, the constant raising of the interest rates was to me the biggest factor for the year. Because it was like no matter, 
you, you know, we could sit here and tell people all day. And even I took the advice, you know, become a generator, like they say in, um, in human design, a generator and generate energy as much as you can so that you can make money as you know, as much as you can. Right. And it almost seemed like when you turned on that engine and I'm going to bring up, I'm, I'm really going to start describing Mars retrograde for everyone. It's the engines turned on. We're hitting that gas pedal. We're trying to get it done. We're generating the energy, but we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's felt like. It's like we're all trying so hard to get, and that's what it's going to feel like because Mars is retrograde in this chart. Right. Yeah, for the it's, whole year and, too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's it's water and it's earth right now. It's it's the wheels, you, you know, your car is stuck on a muddy on muddy terrain and it's not going nowhere. You're hitting that gas and you're, the car's not moving. Mud slinging everywhere. That's what this is going to feel like. But we can't get frustrated. We have to understand that. We have to see what the hell is going on and figure out how the hell to get that car outside of that muddy area. And it's going to take a while for us to figure that out. Yeah, totally. Yep. And uh, so let's see. Um, then we have Neptune in the in the sixth house it says you may have difficulty coping with other everyday life. <laughs> you may experience health problems or allergies as a child. And you also have the ability to serve others. And I, I'm not going to read the Neptune Pisces theme because we all know that for so june juno in the sixth house you you want to work harmoniously on a daily basis with your partner sharing day-to-day chores and decisions will be important to you your co-workers may also be have an important role in your life and with juno and pisces you want to be at one with the world through your relationships you crave the highest romantic ideals with your relationships and you become disillusioned with reality yeah when there when there's a, a uh, Pisces is ruling your sixth house. Reality's not your friend. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> no. So people like it's almost like people are going to be. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what it is anymore because like it could be the climax of the Neptune Pisces transit. It could be the squares immutable. It could be how catastrophic things have gotten. Like not catastrophic, but like for us to go from how we were, like maybe even in, even in 2018. Every, like especially in the United States, we all were like flying high. We thought everything was great and everything was awesome and nothing could touch us. And we're just gonna keep building up and all that. And then all of a sudden, like a couple years later, like we're all you know counting pennies to buy eggs. Like I think yeah. the cognitive dissonance with that is probably a lot, a lot to do with it. Or people are in denial, like you know. I was gonna I, say that. That's that's yeah. how I would take it. A lot of people in denial, just like you know, like you know. Bombs are going off in the background, you know. Shit's going crazy behind you, but you're just like, okay, what's up? Hillary Clinton looking at those balloons coming down from the ceiling. <laughs> that's what our six houses that that's what that's what it's gonna feel like. Yeah, yeah, it already does. Yeah. I've been I've been having a well, not a rough day, but like I think just a couple days now since Mercury went retrograde, this the second it did, like, I, I wasn't even paying attention. I'm like, wow, I feel like such an airhead, like, way more than I usually do. What the hell's going on? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Mercury's retrograde on top of my Neptune, squares my sun. So, my Mer- yeah, my communication's been off. So I'm like, yeah, Mercury's definitely in retrograde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's, 
Let's go on to the to another sign. We have Jupiter in Aries rounding off the sixth house. And Jupiter in the sixth house is your daily routine, work, and health take a great significance in your life. You may incorporate your personal beliefs into your daily work or health routines. Jupiter in Aries, your freedom-loving, spontaneous seeker of truth. And you have the potential to be philosophical in your religious religious or philosophical or religious leader. So the spontaneous seeker of truth. Aries is all about like getting there first or being an initiator because it's a cardinal sign. Jupiter's all about like knowledge, learning things. So with us having this in the signature for the beginning of the year, people are gonna be asking a lot of questions, especially, you know, tying into Mercury being retrograde. And with Mercury retrograde in Capricorn conjunct with it's an orb conjunction with Pluto, the tyrannical, you know, government authority, people are going to be questioning the government a lot this year, not just the United States, but all around the world. I think a lot of yeah. what's been going on with Ukraine is going to happen. Also too, we oh. have, yeah, we have the new house coming in at, in the, in later in this, this month, I think it's like the 20th of January, isn't it? I think is so. It the same? Yeah, so the House has already said, the GOP House, they said that there's going to be a lot of investigations. There's going to be a lot, you know, of introductions for, um, you know, probing for this, for Hunter Biden, for Ukraine, for all this. Like, so this is going to be a huge, like, wake-up call kind of year and more, less action, but discussion. So I think that a lot of truth is going to end up coming out throughout this year. And when, I know we, I know we always have it, when will... Neptune go retrograde because that's going to be our signature that we're looking for for secrets to come out. Let's see, May, okay. June. So while you look that up, because you mentioned Zelensky. Yeah. Now, you also said Jupiter isn't also in the sixth house, right? Yes. All right. So let me see. It does. I don't think it's. I can't tell with this chart because there's so many angles to it and so many aspects. But Neptune does hit Mercury, correct? Yeah. All right. So Jupiter is within orb a few degrees out. I mean, and, and in the sixth house. With me, if it's in the same house, it's still, you know, you're still feeling that energy in that house. Right. There's going to be a lot of questioning of the information that comes out from the government because, yep. of course, Pluto's control. So the information coming out is being controlled. Yep. And we're questioning that information. Yep. Oh, by the way, uh, Neptune goes retrograde in July. So the 1st huh. of July, it is stationary. Nice. Yep. yep. So there's going to be, so this is what I'm thinking. We're going to get the new GOP house here in June, or, or not June, January. They're going to start initiating some things. I'm sure they already have things drafted. They're going to start doing, you know, the Senate hearing things on on probing into this and probing into that. And because they said that Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop, it's the first thing that they're going to go after. They're going to find something that's going to totally like put the nail in the coffin, this Ukraine bullshit in the Hunter Biden laptop. So between now. So. Yeah. So between now to July, shit's going to hit the fan and it's all going to be linked to Ukraine. And it's going to be bigger than Watergate. I don't well, see, need that. I, I think it's going to be pretty big. Only yeah. because of that rabbit hole I jumped into this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't even exactly remember what Watergate is. I just remember everybody always referencing how bad it was. And then it has to do with Nixon. Oh. 
Um, which maybe look it up. Maybe that's another thing we should go into another day. Because like I, I know for sure, maybe like next month, uh, there's got to be the the house has got to introduce some stuff to start looking at a Hunter Biden's thing. And I think we should, I think we should do a comparison between Hunter Biden and Watergate. That would be cool. That would I be know cool. people would be interested in something like that. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to see what it says. Um, that's I don't. Wikipedia is giving me simple terms. A break-in at the Democratic National Committee offices in the Watergate complex in Washington was carried out under the direction of White House employees. Nixon was involved. Wait a minute. <laughs> so they're. That's it. That's I mean, I'm it. not. I'm not saying it's that's not bad, but like. Well, let me see. Let me see. Let me let me look over here too. And also, this I think the six. It was that in the sixties, seventies. It was the seventies. It it was a different time then, I guess. You know, people had actual manners, kind of, a little bit. Yeah. Like that must be bad. Ooh, you went somewhere where you're not supposed to, and you took something. Ooh. All right, it's from the History Channel. So it says in 1972, several burglars were arrested in the office of the Democratic National Committee, located at the Watergate Complex in Washington D.C. This was, however, no ordinary robbery. The prowlers were connected to President Richard Nixon's re-election campaign, and they had been caught wiretapping phones <laughs> and stealing documents. Nixon took aggressive steps to cover up the crimes, but when the Washington Post reporters Bob Woodard and Carl Bernstein revealed his role, Nixon resigned on August 9th, 1974. Hmm. Dude, They're getting away okay. with this today, though. Oh no! Okay, so let's let's refresh back to the inauguration chart, right, for Biden. Girl. So uh-huh. there was a there was a death signature for when he was being inaugurated, right? So it's not on his chart. It's like a death signature for Biden being inaugurated. And I looked back to uh, to like you know uh, cr- you know not too distant presidential inaugurations. I could not find another signature. That was exactly like that, where there was a death signature on uh, at the moment of inauguration. So I still have been, I'm still like up in the air about how the hell that's supposed to pan out. And I was like, does that mean that Biden's going to die? Does that mean that Biden's going to get impeached and actually physically removed? Does that, actually we we could probably, yeah, we're probably we're just kind of piecing together what we're probably going to do next month at this point. So I want to look yeah. at. I want to look at inauguration charts for, for presidents that have been impeached and see if we can find another death signature chart. But if that's not the case, maybe resignation could possibly. Maybe, maybe, because I do know that a lot of Democrats have been like pretty vocal about how unhappy they are with what he's doing and how he can't do the job right. Um, right. The, but the big thing that I say has, is stopping them is do they really want this woman at the helm? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't that, think they're going to have a choice. Cause, well, because yeah. the because say let's say let's say this happens. So the the House does an investigation on Hunter Biden by July. They end up having concrete proof that the whole Ukraine thing is bullshit and that Biden is in on it for monetary gain. Then they start tracing the money they've been they've been giving to Ukraine, our tax dollars, mm-hmm. and. Then they basically conclude that all this tax money is not actually going to anything, you know, that they think it is, and it's being pocketed back towards Democrats. 
he's gonna have to like i i mean maybe i'm just like hopeful but i mean how the fuck can you not resign like or be impeached or something like if you're caught funneling like billions of taxpayer dollars to a fraudulent war mm-hmm. i mean it's one thing like we all know that some some wars have been questionable and they're you know their activities have been questionable but if there's concrete evidence like in Bi- in Hunter Biden's laptop that can't be disputed i don't know i don't know what the hell they're going to you know do it's either going to completely shatter all faith in the democratic party if they let biden stay in office which will just pave the way for a republican you know president in 2024 which i'm still convinced we'll end up getting anyway or it, they'll have to have him resign like really that or I don't know if you've heard about this, but the Supreme Court is supposed to be picking up this election case in January. I don't know anything about that. Fill me in. Um, I have to look it up because, again, it's one of those things that I'm scrolling and I'm like, oh, my God, are you for reals? I know they're going into the Supreme Court because they delayed that case for the election. Mm hmm. So they haven't even they haven't even started hearing that case. Wow. For the twenty um eight was it our last election? Not not this one, but the last one Trump supposedly lost. Right. Um, and if here's the thing, if the Supreme Court does say that it is null and void, it's mm-hmm. gonna bring some big questions about what's gonna happen next. Right. I wonder, there's no historical accounts of that happening, right? It's never happened before. Oh, God. That's crazy. So that's one thing we definitely need to keep an eye on next month. Okay. Yep. So there's some possible scenarios. He could die, which, I mean, Biden does look like he's pretty frail. Mm -hmm. He he could be impeached or resign or that. Yeah. Because that would also... Because if there's, because again, it's not a death signature, like, it wasn't like a, a progressive return for Biden with a death signature on his own life, like his own chart. It was a death signature for the the United States inauguration. So I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? Unless, un, un, I mean, unless, and this is something that I've also heard in other circles, um, unless he's the last president we have under what is let's say the United States as we know it now and the United States doesn't change drastically into some other entity in the next few years. Right. Right. That's what I was kind of thinking. Because remember we were founded as a Republic, but we're ran as a democratic nation or as a democratic Republic when we were complete, when we were founded as as something completely different. Right. Right. Well, cause that's, that's essentially what is supposed to happen. Some sort of revolution that changes us entirely. Yeah, the United States, or you know, Biden could be that the the last the last president that we had. Well, which we do agree, Trump was our last freedom president in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Biden could be the not that we believe he's a free you know freedom loving president, but he could be the last president as the United States was at that time. Yeah. I kind of, I, I mean, I'm hopeful. It's my Sagittarius in me, but yeah, I'm hopeful that that it means that he'll be the last deep state president. But I don't think that is going to happen. I, I, I hate to say this, but until those Pluto and Leos leave, it won't, they won't change. 
I know. They just all need to die already and go to the nursing home or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Anyway, so let's keep going. So we've got Kiron and Aries, 11 degrees in the seventh house. Kiron in the seventh house says, you may suffer from broken or painful relationships, a feeling of rejection. You may later have a partner who teaches you to overcome this, or you may be teaching someone. When Kiron is in Aries, your sense of being has, has been violated in some way, or you may fear asserting yourself. You um, you may also overcompensate by attempting to be first to everything. Physically, you may suffer head wounds. Uh, you may become a pioneer in which will be uh, you'll, which will be a service to humanity. So again, that's kind of like other people violating you in some way, shape, or form. With it being the seventh house, we also do have Eris in the seventh house which Eris is notorious for disruption. And it says, uh, have you ever heard of a slang expression, trouble and strife? Uh, that That's the association with Eris right there. Um, then we look into, so basically in a nutshell, the, the seventh house is that there's going to be some sort of initiation to disrupt other people. Uh, so I, I, I don't, it's as if with us trying to balance out everything with the start of the year, there's still going to be um, fire starters and that kind of thing. Still trying to rile people up and cause destruction and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got the Taurus Stellum in the eighth house. Moon and Taurus um, suggested that you need to understand the cycles of life and metaphysical nature of the world. What happens after death? What energies are at play in human relationships? Why do certain events seem to be synchronized? Get appropriate appropriate discussions we're having today, obviously. These are questions that are food for thought. You're sensitive to emotional undercurrents of many situations and want to explore the things further. The moon in Taurus is exalted, by the way, if people didn't know that. Uh, it indicates that, generally speaking, you're able to meet your own emotional needs or to find others to help you. You have an emotional need for stability and steady routines and like to maintain these as much as possible in your life. You may fear change preferring the safety of the known rather than the unknown. So this is also going to play into the cognitive dissonance or people being in denial more so, especially with it being conjunct the North Node. It says uh, you also may have underlying practicality in your nature, which helps you overcome bad habits, way of dealing with the world. Although practically you may also be creative and hence find release through massage therapy, interior decorating, cooking, or music or art, or whatever. Okay, so then we have Uranus also. It says, in the eighth house, you may experience sudden changes in your life through joint ventures. You may also be fascinated by metaphysics and deeper side of life. So Uranus in the eighth house, um, you could say resources, joint resources, that kind of thing. I would again assume that stock market and stocks and investing is going to be really unpredictable this year and that there's going to be a lot of potential loss with that uh even with the Taurus stellum there it might be that like some some weird businesses that you didn't think were really going to make it somehow make it but then the ones that were the tried and true have been around for a long time may have some abnormal you know um monetary gains like i see people kind of putting their money where their mouth is like with disney netflix that kind of stuff People are kind of like, you know, we don't have to really pay for this and we don't have to support you. And like Disney right now is like bleeding money. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. I, they also released a report. I think the they released a report that they're jacking up the price of their one-day single park ticket, which I believe what? currently costs one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, I'm sure like, they are right. Yeah, like right now, Disney is not affordable for a family like mine. Um, people are pulling loans, big what? loans, just to go to Disney World on vacation because right now the average cost for a family of four is ten grand. What? That's if you're flying in and getting all the bells and whistles. Oh my god. Yes. Nobody wants nobody wants to go to that anyway. Part of that is because they decided to, you know, challenge uh, DeSantis and then he revoked their tax breaks. Yes. Yep. That was part of it. Plus yeah. not only that, but it's also their content because I think Shapiro went after Disney because of something that they produced. I believe it was um but the Buzz Lightyear movie. Buzz Lightyear's gay in this movie. Or there's yeah, a gay no, character. In this I've movie. seen that. I've seen all that. That yeah. the late, the latest otherworldly movie too. Also mm-hmm. the the main character is a gay kid. Oh gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, and his whole family's like embracing like his gay whatever behavior. And like the whole story centers around him being gay and them being in another world. Wow. Yeah, like they're really going head deep in that, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's but you know it's the go go woke go broke kind of thing. And you know, again, the that going back to that moon and Taurus and people being better off financially, I think maybe another reason why people are being better off financially is cuz they're being smarter about where they're going to put their money because you think back to that fourth house stellum of of uh Capricorn being conservative. Mm-hmm. So people being conservative, not just we're talking about values, but like with their money, like, is this something that really is, is worth my money? Like money is so valuable now because of how expensive everything's getting that yeah. you have to reflect on what's, what's a priority. So people are like, fuck Disney plus I don't want Netflix either. Well, we ain't going to Disney for vacation. Let's go camping, that kind of thing. So it's almost as if I think people are going to be finding more, um, deeper meaning, like with their family unit and doing more things locally and supporting local stuff. I think that's going to be a huge importance, uh, important part of that. And I think that that's maybe where people are balancing themselves out because they're like, well, all these woke corporations, all the, the government overreach, all this stuff, none of this is helping me. None of this saved me. Even my, even going back to the COVID thing, you know, them saying. They swear up and down they're doing this for our safety, but they're hiding the effects of the vaccine, and then they're just continuing to crunch our wallets with inflation, and then they're giving all this money to Ukraine and stuff. Like the only, the only like I guess voice that the American people have right now is with their money. So, you know, pretty much, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's going to be a lot of what it is. It, you know, there might even be again the fluctuations with, with uh, companies and stocks that are notorious for doing well because people are just finally turning their back on them and saying, you know, we don't want to have anything to do with you guys anymore. This is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got Sedna in the eighth house as well. And that has to do with, says it's a tricky placement. Um, it says it already holds a lot of deep, meaningful treasures. Uh, problem is who is going to get you out of deep waters if you go to- too far in. So this is, huh. This is like a rabbit hole signature, like getting into uh, finding out secrets and information and things that you didn't really, you weren't really ready for. 
Uh, also, to being at 28 degrees of Taurus, that's one degree off from the bankruptcy signature. What is what is the Sabian symbol for the 28 degrees of Taurus? Do, do you have that check. on you? Yeah, I can pull it up. 28 of Taurus. waiting for you to load there we go all right so it, it is a person in middle life stands in rapt sudden realization of forgotten charms and unexpected recovery of romance it says this is a wonderful symbol of second chances romance love passion and starting over in life even when it feels like all chance of wonderful things has passed by something comes back into your life and it can be inspiring delicious and reviving However, it's best not to be swept off your feet and misguided by the overreaction, nor is it a good idea to just take whatever you can get, thinking nothing better will ever come along. Analyzing your options in a mature fashion, you'll have a deep understanding of what's possible and you can choose to be involved for the right reasons. Finding a renewal of love, knowledge, interest when looked, interest when it looked like all opportunities had passed, second chances, Finding something to be passionate about, awakenings. Denying the right to emotional expression because of social expectations. Feeling too old and not worthy of being loved. Giving up on life and being skeptical. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, I mean, when we're looking at like this in a, um, a chronological order, we look at the moon and moon conjunct the north node and then Uranus there. That people, essentially this year is going to be, again, kind of brainstorming more or less about where is the right course of action to take. And luckily, anybody who's, the, the great thing about this Mars retrograde, which goes into the next house, is that anybody who's been continuously and aggressively pushing a certain agenda is going to have so many, like, wall blocks and challenges and pitfalls and fuck ups and stuff so so that's the one benefit i think we have going for us when we're talking about like the the pluto and capricorn tyrannical themes which we do have a you see that line go, coming from the capricorn stellum up to gemini uh, it, the gemini mars yep yeah so we have that stellum there that in in an aspect to gemini mars so there's going to be some sort of complications with the actions of the government going on and I or, or like their agendas that they've they've continually had going on let's see then we have the fortune aspect next to Mars as well um, in the ninth house your greatest joy is experiencing through the uh, through experience through the discovery of truth you need to be aware of your duality between worldly and spiritual realms when the part of fortune is in Gemini, your greatest joy will be found learn through learning and communicating. Living in the present immediate surroundings is your key to fulfillment. So it'll be us uncovering, reviewing information. That's what we're going to be motivated to do throughout this year. We're going to be mo motivated in digging down this rabbit hole. Not just you and me, not just our astrologer friends, but collectively, especially I would say in the United States. I mean, I can talk for other places around the world too, but I don't know the demographics and the culture enough to, to know what's going on with them per se. But 
I would say in the United States, like this is going to be an eye-opening year. I'm not saying that everybody's going to be on board because there's definitely going to be those people, especially those Pluto and Leo people um, that I'm not talking about the ones in politics, but like the Pluto and Leo generation people, or I would even think some of the Gen X people that are just not going to be on board with like, there's no way that they could do this to us. There's no way that this could happen to us. We're a free country. I could see that kind of thing happening, you know? Yeah. But I think our generation and like maybe I, I would say the Pluto Capricorn generation uh, or no, the Pluto Sagittarius generation maybe might be on board with this. But luckily, our generation, the Pluto Scorpio generation, are the ones that are in their 30s to 40s now, which yeah. have, a, have a lot of the quote-unquote control. I, I have thought, too, that a lot of people in our generation for Pluto are going to run for office. And that's kind of like what I'm seeing. I think so. I think so. But I think a lot of it is, too, it's what I think about is you see, for example, Biden's a Scorpio. Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton's a Scorpio. Yep. Um, us, you know, us Pluto Scorpio generation, we tend to be very fucking powerful when we really put our minds to it. Yeah. Our regeneration is is on fleek, is, is how I say it. I'm a zero degree Pluto Scorpio. So with me, it's like when it turns on, it's on. Yep. Um it's for me it's you know what are the intentions of the individual and that's what we really need to be weary of with any scorpio we deal with right yeah speaking of intentions of the individual so in our 10th house we have uh, a cluster of cancer and this is hades in cancer we've talked about this i also added a new symbol that i don't think you've seen before it's chronos because i was i was okay. reading up on i was reading up on the mythology of zeus and chronos more and I, I really I really dug that. I, I decided to add it, which actually I'll kind of give you a debrief on Kronos real quick. I think I shared it the other day, but I... Oh, there we go. There it is. Okay, so people who aren't familiar with Kronos, including Yomi, I don't know if she's uh, familiar with it. Um, it's a trans-Neptunian uh, trans signature... Kronos represents total authoritarian figures and a force in astrology to the point in which it could be a dictator-like. Kronos, unlike Zeus, represents a rigid or harsh masculine authority figure. It does whatever it can to keep itself on top. Whenever planets touch Kronos, it amplifies the power of authority. Kronos also endowed the chart with rationality, practicality, calculating nature, that is necessary for taking decisive action and also completing hard work and labor. In hard times, Kronos is cold. Calculating nature is important to move on. Let's see. Then it goes kind of like into the mythology of Kronos eating Zeus, you know, to keep power, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just like an extra authoritarian figure. I, I can't remember exactly what what inspired me to add that but i did but while we're looking at this so it's conjunct hades we've talked about hades before uh especially with it being in the sign of cancer which is the sign for the united states birth chart so with in this chart chronos being conjunct with hades and we talked about that being a sinister you know themes for the united states government 
there it goes back to them really scrambling to try to control things as much as they possibly can. So I don't even it's I'm I'm guessing it's going to be a circus. But the second it's, it's, the, yeah, it's, inst- it's I don't know it's, it's instability. Yeah, because as soon as the house like um you know puts in that initiative. Uh, you know, the discovery process for Hunter Biden laptop, once that's official, oh my God, there's, it's going to be such a shit storm. Like I can't, I won't even, not, not like I do, but I, I don't know how anybody will be able to watch TV anymore. Like it, it, it'll be so bad. But, I mean, my advice is don't even turn on the TV unless, unless you're, you're aware and you know the game that's being played and you could see the reality of the situation and you're there just to laugh at pure entertainment at that point, like me and my husband do. <laughs> but I mean, that's what it is. And I'm, I mean, I'm going to shit talk on my own rising sign right now, which is cancer. Um, us cancers, you know, it's water. You don't know which way we're going. You don't know which way our emotions are going to be going. We could be totally peachy calm because the waters are nice and calm one minute, the next minute, the waters can be fucking raging and we are the biggest monster you've ever seen. Yeah. My husband's a cancer know. son. I know. And I hate talking like that about us, but that's how we are. Because I kind of did that over the weekend. It was like my moods have been back and forth, back and forth. So, yeah, it's it's we're going to be seeing this unfold in the government. Not necessarily the 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 anger and the frustration of it, but just the, the utter shit show of what it is. The hysteria. The hysteria part of cancer is going to come out. And they're not yeah. going to be able to hide it. They're going to try so hard with that Pluto... And Mercury to control yeah. that information, and they're not going to be able to. So yeah, so going back to the Pluto Mercury thing right there, a lot of what's actually going going to happen with the the GOP controlled house, like the investigations and stuff, it's going to be blacklisted on TV anyway. Oh yeah, you ain't going to see any of it. So you know, there's a there's an app called Congress which you can download uh, in in the Google Play Store. And they can't ban that one because, you know, it's required by law for that to be public knowledge. You can actually see when certain um, con- congressional uh, representatives will initiate or, or, you know, enter in a discovery process or whatever of different bills, which will be part of like, you know, them doing a subpoena for Hunter Biden and his laptop and all that. You can do it like that. Do it yourself. I think um, the Daily Wire or also Epoch Times does really good with covering stuff. Uh, if you're looking for like other sources that are legit, if not, you know, YouTube is also a great thing um, because like the GOP uh, Republican majority will have their own YouTube channel where they do like weekly, like live streams and stuff like that. Even when they were the minority that you're just going to have to go different avenues, alternative avenues away from your TV to actually see that. But you will see some hysteria going on. I mean, I would expect too that once you know, the typical kind of, uh, what is it, um, uh, a facade or, you know, smoke screen going on. There's going to be some sort of false flag thing or people freaking out about something that's completely irrelevant right around this time. Just don't be, you know, caught up by the by the delusion and, and, and be aware that also, too, with having Black Moon Lilith there in cancer, emotional manipulation is part of the signature. So... They're going to be trying to pull on heartstrings of people. They're going to try try to like really get you emotionally riled up 
in things that have nothing to do with what the GOP House majority will be investigating. So I wouldn't be shocked if they start, you know, showing uh, footage of people dying or being, you know, displaced in Ukraine, stuff like that. I, I definitely think like more of the psych pop about um, displaced Ukrainians is going to come up, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just more emotional manipulation. Um, Palace is also in part of that Stellum and Cancer. Palace in the 10th house, it says you're wise in your career. You have the ability to plan and shape your own life direction and you have executive ability. Your career may be used, uh, maybe involving your creative talents. When it's in cancer, you're very intuitive and you rely on your emotions to guide your opinions and thoughts. And you're an empathetic listener and keen to keep up communications with your family and loved ones. So the double-edged sword with this, this stellum here is that from the government or from, you know, the powers that be or the public mainstream media, we're going to be feeling emotionally manipulated and, and controlled in some way, shape or form. But because of all this water going through the chart, including that stellum on the 10th house, we're going to be more, um, what's the word? Psychically in tune, intuitive, like have gut feelings about things like that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. Like deep down your stomach. So, that's a positive right there, at least for that. Um, but yeah, so what I'm seeing overall for this year is that there's going to be a lot of scrambling. There's going to be a lot of mistakes made, uh, not a lot of progress being made, more of a mental planning kind of thing. And then we look at the 11th house of the future, Transplutos there. So this is a, even though it's going to feel like we don't accomplish very much in this year, this is a huge like planning year and it's going to be very important how we organize ourselves, how we plan for 2024 and, and it's just a year to really dig down those rabbit holes and find all the information you possibly can. Even if you can't go through it all right now, even if you can't absorb it right now, it's just important to do the digging and save the notes for later because they're going to be very important. And then when we look at Siri series, which is in the 12th house on the cusp of the ascendant. And this in the 12th house is uh, mentioned by your nurturing self and others. When you feel you're giving to the universe you may suffer loss or ill health. Your spiritual lesson is to help others who are suffering. So when it when it says you suffer um, loss or ill health, this goes back to what Yomi's also been talking about. She's really fixated on plagues and there being some sort of illness ongoing. And this stems from Yomi seeing what I've been seeing, what many people have seen, with all these healthy random people just dropping dead and their causes of death being unknown. I, I mean trying to not not you know hide my tinfoil hat here but the fact that they're being very elusive to the causes of death or you know looking into how they died and the way that they're covering up the the Pfizer vaccine you know uh, studies and all that and the way they've been so elusive and secretive with it i mean two and two together even without watching the died suddenly documentary they're usually pretty transparent about how people die especially if they're public figures right but they're not telling us. So it has to be related to something that they're not being really upfront with us about. So just from a psychological standpoint, it kind of points to it has to be COVID related. And from the timing, it also, you know, stems to that it has to be COVID related. 
So I do think that it's the vaccine. And I do think um, that the Uranus and Taurus signature that's been going on, it's supposed to be a rise in cancer, cancer diagnosis or growth. And one of those predictions I made like six years ago, this is something spirit told me. It wasn't something astrological. I, I was told that leukemia was going to spread worldwide. And I remember talking about that to some people and they were kind of laughing at me. They're like, how on earth can leukemia spread worldwide? That's a blood cancer. And there's, they're basically saying like, that would mean that something has to go like has to affect everybody worldwide or something has to be initiated that goes worldwide. Nothing happens like that. Well, something did happen like that. The vaccine went worldwide. So, you know, I do think that um, the blood clots, which is what, what that Died Suddenly documentary goes into, that there's these abnormal growths happening in the veins that are causing blood clots that cannot be seen through normal testing is having people drop dead from cardiovascular attacks or whatever. I think that that's what's causing this. And, you know, we're not going to really get answers, I don't think, from anybody on the mainstream level. And I know that they're trying really hard to, like, uh, hide that, bury that died suddenly documentary. But no matter if they keep hiding this from the public, especially this year, a lot of people are going to see the ramifications of, of the deaths because even in the died suddenly documentary the, the guy talks about he he talked to some people who were vaccine um uh, developers and they basically looked at the statistics of these people that got it and that died and they said like if if you get the vaccine you should typically die within the first six months of the injection if you're dying from the the actual vaccine in general but they don't know what the long-term abnormalities are of the people that survive so, and the one thing too is that, you know, um, blood pressure or those kind of illnesses, they're, they're called the silent killer. So mm-hmm. if it's, if it's somebody who doesn't have a history of health problems, they only go to a checkup once or twice a year, if that, and they don't even realize that there's something weird going on, they wouldn't even notice that their blood pressure is getting higher because of a clot. Yeah. So. So it's going to be the healthy people that are going to drop dead all of a sudden because there's no medical intervention continuously happening. No. Yeah. An- another thing that comes to mind to me personally is um, not saying that it would happen like this, but just an example. I don't know how many people have ever watched the movie The Core. In the very beginning of that movie, um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people drop dead. Thousands across the globe or billions across the globe just drop dead and when they when they go to find out you know they're doing their research they find out that every person that dropped dead was wearing a pacemaker Oot. and then they find out that something happened in the electromagnetic fields of the earth that caused oh, yeah. these pacemakers to just stop working and these people need these pacemakers to live right so my conclusion, and again, now I'm wearing my little tinfoil hat here, is we've had a lot of solar flares recently. Major yeah. solar flares. Who's to say that these solar flares are not affecting whatever's in these vaccines, number one? Number two. Oh, my God, who's yeah. Who's to say that there's nothing in these vaccines that we don't know about? You know, I, don't, I haven't seen the documentary yet, but I've heard many stories where they're saying there's things floating in these vaccines. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then and then they're also getting ready to advertise new vaccines for COVID no. that are like hydro and all this other stuff that we don't know what they do to the human body just yet. So those are definitely things that people need to start listening to, looking at and really stopping to, you know, think if it's something they should do. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. No yes. way. Oh, well. anyway, so we I, we got too excited for what we want to talk about. I didn't do housekeeping. So um, I just real quick, major transits going on for 2023. These are the outer planets that don't. So, it, for example, I'm not going to cover all the sun transits or aspects because that changes every day. I'm not going to do the moon because it changes multiple times a day. But, like, the outer planets, Jupiter and beyond, they have major aspect patterns that happen throughout this year that will affect not just this year, but the next year, the next year, and it, potentially even to a decade when we're talking about Saturn and Pluto. So, we have, on the 14th of January, we have Saturn sextile Eris. Then we have on the on January 31st, we have Neptune semi-square the North Node. Then on February 23rd, we have Saturn semi-square Chiron. March 11th, we have Jupiter conjunct Chiron. Then we have on March 21st, we have Jupiter semi-square Saturn. Then, um, then we have Saturn sextile... Uh, North Node on April 18th. On April 19th, we have a solar eclipse. Then on April 23rd, we have Jupiter conjunct Eris. April 5th, we have a lunar eclipse. So that's May 5th. May 5th. I, I don't know if I say April. May 5th, 2023, the lunar eclipse. May 17th, we have Jupiter square Pluto. May 27th, we have Jupiter conjunct the North Node again. June 19th, we have Jupiter sextile Saturn. July 22nd, we have Jupiter semi-square Neptune. August 3rd, we have Pluto square the North Node. August 14th, we have Saturn semi-square Chiron. August 14th, we have another solar eclipse. It's October 14th, sorry. October 14th, October 21st, we have North Node conjunct Eris. October 28th, we have the lunar eclipse. November 5th, we have Jupiter semi-square Neptune again. And then November 25th, we have Saturn semi-square Chiron. We will go into those, like what they mean, as we break them down uh, per month as time goes on throughout this year. But that's just a list if people want to, to have that list. For the time being um starting 2023 so um other than that the, what yomi wanted to talk about she wanted to talk about plagues and stuff what do you got yomi yeah so i did like a lot of research um the last week and a half on the covid and then pandemics because as i mentioned earlier there i've seen numerous deaths of individuals that are under the age of 50 um, two specifically in sports, which really had, in my opinion, there was no other reason. I know one individual was very sick for a while, started feeling better, went to train to fight, and then suddenly dropped dead. That was Anthony Rumble Johnson. 
I believe that was November or October. I want to say it was November. And then most recent, Stephen Bonner also passed away in the UFC. He was a UFC Hall of Famer who was 45 years old. And about two hours before we came on air to record our podcast, let me actually pull it up on my phone. Um, for any people who do listen to rap, um, Miss Gangsta Boo from 3-6 Mafia also suddenly died at the no age of 43. Way. Wow. Yes. Um, when I went digging down this little rabbit hole, I mean, obviously, yes, like me and Ray talked earlier, we are convinced that the vaccine does have something to do with it. Um, but they're also reporting that heart attack death rates took a sharp turn and increased during the pandemic. And that's the information, Ray, that I had sent you earlier this week. Yes. And that information had a really interesting graph that I looked at. Okay. And it talked about that individuals from the ages of 28 to uh, and up were seeing the highest increases in those death rates. And those are numbers they had not seen from 25 to 44. And they're not considered high risk for a heart attack. Right. So then I went under other rabbit holes. Let me see here. So I did look up one. And this this was all of my studying today. And this is the chart that I asked you to look up, which is March 30th. Uh, sorry, March 20th of 1345. Yep, the blood This death. was the Black Death Plague. And what I liked about that chart, and I think you sent it to me, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It's got a lot of signatures that I looked up in that um, medical astrology book for plagues. Okay. Yeah. All right. So March 20, 1345. Yep. And I'm going to read to you um, an excerpt on this day in history. According to the scholars at the University of Paris, the Black Death is created from what they call a triple conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars in the 40th degree of Aquarius, occurring on the 20th of March, 1345. Yeah, we do have a, in the chart, there's a, um, a Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, uh, and also Neptune's technically involved in that. It's a yes. Yep. Yes. They th they well they theorize that the conjunction of Jupiter and Mars brings plague, because Jupiter was hot and moist, and these qualities were believed to lead to rot and putr putr putrefaction, which they associated with the plague. Other theories involved comets and other signs. Apparently, this was a document that was written for the King Philip the Sixth of France. Yep. I'm trying to find that document. I haven't had any success yet. And that's why they wouldn't have mentioned Neptune, because Neptune is a modern point. Yes. So so they would have used, yeah. So back in ancient astrology, or back back what would be considered the time frame they would have given this to the king, they would assume Jupiter takes on all the characteristics of Neptune, because that's how it used to be. So uh, when we're looking at plagues, signatures for plagues, if there's any documentation like you're pulling up now, it's always going to be Jupiter, Saturn, or Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars related. Because also they did not have Pluto, uh, which Pluto is also another one that is that does occur with disease, which you, you can keep going on. Do you have something else? Let me see. I was trying to see what other stuff I had. 
So according to how this plague started, and this is what's, I mean, tripping me out, was that it started in Mongolia around 1320. Yep. Mongolia is modern day China, people. Yeah, yep. That's what I, okay. So when I did my random rant uh, on YouTube, which actually most of it got censored, by the way, if people know that, for the COVID thing, I went over the history of plagues, exactly what Yomi's doing now. And I basically traced back almost every single major plague that has killed most of the world started in China. Yes. Like even the SARS in 20, uh, in, in uh, 2002 started in China. COVID started and in China. The Black Death started in China. Like a lot of it, or it comes from China or Persia. Yes. And, and what's crazy is that the symptoms of this plague are very similar to the COVID. Headaches, fever, and chills. Now, their tongues did appear whitish color if there was severe swelling of the lymph nodes. And then, of course, severe cases, black and purple spots would appear on the skin, and then death would follow within the week. Yep. Then after that, the plague took on a mnemonic form, which is like the COVID that we see today or the flu that we see today. What I'm wondering, and I'm just going to kind of throw this one out there, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Let's hope it doesn't happen. Knock on wood. We've had a pneumonic plague. We've seen what it could do. We've seen, we have people that have been vaccinated for this COVID vaccine and what it actually does for them based on studies that I have read online from in, independent doctors and people that have studied from other countries, their research. The COVID vaccine, what it does is it severely lowers your immunity to catching COVID. You're still yep. going to catch it. Now, people who are not vaccinated with COVID have the highest immunity rates and then when they catch COVID their immunity rate still stays high somebody that has COVID will see their um immunity go from 99 percent down to 49 percent after vaccination mm. and then once they catch COVID they go down to 20 something percent yeah yeah I had huh sorry I had COVID last year and I I got the monoclonal antibody treatment the same stuff that Trump got yeah my immune system's back. It's fine. Yeah. And the same thing here. Like we've had, like my daughter had COVID first. We didn't catch it. Then when me and my husband caught it, my husband got it worse than I did because I was making sure to take the daily vitamins that you're supposed to take to not catch it. And every time I've gotten sick since, it's been mild compared to the rest of the household. I want to interject something that you're talking about this now. So when I was looking in my dictionary of medical astrology book, it says I actually sent it to you. Let me see where, where is it? Um, it says immune system deficiency. If you have an emphasis of mutable in your chart, which I do, mm -hmm. and, and my husband doesn't, and that's why I always get really sick and he doesn't. But immune deficiency, there's signatures that can be in your birth chart that indicate if you have a weak immune system already. So the signatures are Saturn and Pisces, which we're going into that this year, right? So yeah. we're, talking, we're talking about uh, birth charts and transit. So when Saturn goes into Pisces, there's going to be collectively a weak immune system going on. Why? So that we think about I that. Wonder, I wonder if we're going to see a conjunction of some sort in Pisces that we're just not seeing yet because we're not looking far ahead. I'll have to look at that. 
but we have also immune deficiencies, Mars and Mars and uh, Neptune aspects, Mars and Saturn aspects, Sun and Neptune aspects, Jupiter and Neptune aspects, and then also Mars in Pisces. Also, if you have a weak Mars, a weak Sun, or a weak Moon. So if you have your Moon in a debilitated sign like Scorpio, or if you have your Sun in Libra like I do, or if you have like a mutable Mars, especially like what is the Libra Mars is the most debilitated sign for for yeah. Mars, but but yeah, um, what you were saying, well, you wanted me to look and see if there's a conjunction. Let me look. Yeah, while you do that, just for some context, every virus since the Black Death has been a um, gosh, the word is leaving me now, lung-based virus. It attacks your respiratory system. Right. Black Death is the only one that's been bacterial. Oh, really? Yes. And let me see here. I'm looking. I'm still looking at the chart. Um, it's in Aquarius. I'm wondering, and again, I, I hope it doesn't happen. What if we were to see a bacterial plague hit to where it those people that have the vaccine are not immune to that to that to that type of bacteria? Well, I mean, that could. Oh, uh, well. Bacteria breeds in warm temperatures, doesn't it? Yes. Okay, so it wouldn't be happening in winter. I mean, it would have to happen in a warmer climate, warmer time. I we'll mean, have to do some more research on that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to come back to that. But I'm looking to see. So I don't see. There's nothing serious that conjuncts Neptune throughout this year. But there are obviously is some aspects to Neptune throughout the year. Um, just. For curiosity's sake. When does want, Saturn conjunct Neptune? That's what I'm looking for. Um, I'm into April 2024. Okay, I'm getting closer. Keep going. I'm almost into 2025 now. That's a kind of a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. Um Let's see. I'm in 2025 right now. Saturn will never conjunct Neptune while they're both in Pisces. So that might be good. Yeah. Might, yeah. So the closest they get to a conjunction uh, is Saturn will be at 27 degrees of Pisces when Neptune reaches the first degrees of Aries. I'm sure so they were, they're, they're going to conjunct in Aries then. Yeah. And so... July 2025, Saturn and Neptune are conjunct in Aries. And That's crazy. Aries rules the blood <laughs> uh, and the head and the adrenal glands and vitality. And what's, where's, where's Uranus? Uranus is at the 29th degree of Taurus that, at that moment. Oh my gosh. The leukemia thing that I've been talking about. Yeah. A plague spread by Aries ruled illnesses. And look well, at this. Vaccine. That right there indicates to me the vaccine. Yeah. Well, that's also why they want to wait 75 years to let the trial notes out. Yeah. Let me look at I got my book out. Hold on. Let me look up Aries. What de what degree is it that they're going to be at? One to two degrees. Here, I'll screenshot it and send it to you. Okay. Let's see. I'll look up the symbol. 
Here we go. And let me look at my book here. You know what? We're going to use the second degree of Aries only because Neptune's at the like beginning of the second degree. By, okay, you know, by the minutes. You're going to laugh. Okay, so Aries associated illnesses. Fevers, jaundice, rheumatoidic fever, rheumatoidism, hemorrhages, brain hemorrhages, stroke. Abscesses, oh my god. Tuberculosis, digestive troubles, blindness, weak eyes, and bronchitis. Yep. Gets I think better. we found our marker. Yeah, it gets better. Let me look at this. Saturn in Aries. Restricts blood vessels to the brain. Oh god, this scares the shit out of me. Because Jupiter in Aries is, has a signature for brain aneurysms. <laughs> I have oh that in my gosh. chart. Anyway, oh my god. Headaches, toothache, eyesight issues, motor nerve abnormalities, skull abnormalities, stroke again. Saturn, I uh, hate you. <laughs> pardon of arteries in the brain. Reflects to Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. For the love of God, please don't give this to me. Libra, Cancer. God damn it, Cancer. Yeah. Yep. Gosh. Yep. And then, okay, so let's look at and see if... I can't remember if they, they, they mentioned Neptune in here. They got to... I got so many books, sometimes I get mixed up. Um, come on, where are you? No, there it goes. Neptune, nope. I'm looking for, here we go. Neptune and Aries. Weak eyes, blindness, cataracts, brain tumor. Whew. Excessive, oh my goodness. Excessive sleep, drug and alcohol addiction with Mars or South Node, blood poisoning. There's the leukemia what? again. What? Gas poisoning, delusion disorders, cerebral ventricles, and cerebral palsy reflects to Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. So, okay. hear me out. So, think about that when we're talking about Pluto generations. So, Pluto and Libra, we got those people going on. Mm -hmm. And Pluto, Pluto and Cancer people are dead. Those people born in the 1920s and 30s. And then Pluto and Capricorn. So kids that are who, oh God. So kids that are born between 2008 to present and people who are late seventies into the early eighties. Those are the people that are going to be hit the most with that. That kind of scares me because I have a child in that category. Oh my God. You didn't she, give them yeah. the vaccine, did you? No girl. No, we are at, no, we didn't get that vaccine. They tried to push it on us and we said no. Yeah, homeschool that kid. Keep him, keep him locked away. Like, grow oh, none, your own none, food. None, none of us are vaccinated. I refused. Okay, good, good. I refused. Yeah. I was like, nope. That's why I have everything going on that I do now. Like I said, I've been preparing myself for when that comes. Right. Because if it comes, then I know, you know, one, I know I can make money from home, which I've already taken care of. That I've got food to take care of. You know, eat, feed my family. You know, that's what I've been preparing for. But you know what I think? What's up? Pluto. Okay, think about it right now. Like like you mentioned earlier, Pluto Sag and Pluto Scorpios are the up and comers right now. Right. Right? We are the we were the target audience when it came to COVID. Yep. Shots. Yep. 
Those are the ones that got those shots. Uh, I would say the if, Pluto and Sag people are going to be stupid enough to take it. There's been some, there's been, I know quite a few Pluto Scorpios that have taken it as well. Mm. So I think, and, and here's the thing at the time that there have been major wars in history. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk about was the major wars in history, because um, I think during the revolutionary war, there was also a plague that broke out at that time as well. Mm. I have to look at it again, but I'm I think sure. I, re- I think I remember what you're talking about. It was some sort of fever, typhoid fever. Or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every time there's been a major war, there's been a plague that has come with that war. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was described or the way that I understood it is um, a lot of people that are Pluto Scorpio and Pluto Sages, we're going to lose a lot of those people. Yep. That's what and I, I, that's do, what I, told and I do feel too. based on what you're saying, it's going to have a lot to do with that vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've told people I've gone over like the Pluto generations. So the Pluto Scorpio generation, like statistically, will have the shortest lifespans. Mm-hmm. And when you look at, and I determine that actually, well, that's my theory anyway. Uh, I have to see and wait, wait and see if that plays out. But my theory is, is that when you look at the durations of the Pluto generations, it, Pluto is in Scorpio for the less amount of years as opposed to Libra uh, or yes, you know Virgo and all that. So I was judging based on how many years Pluto's in a certain sign if it's going to lessen the life expectancy of that generation. So Pluto and Scorpio is the small, like the shortest time frame that Pluto is in Scorpio. I do think that that has to do like when we're talking about symbolically, the intensity of Pluto and the intensity of Scorpio, it's just too much for that to be going on. Like, you know, consciously for everyone for a long period of time. But the mundane ramifications of that is that those people will live a lot, 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 a lot shorter lives and it has to do with making destructive decisions being very intense that kind of thing or doing real you know being prone to do intense measures which you know again you saying that we were kind of um proposed or pitched this whole covid shit i think that does fall in line with that i mean think too our generation is the one that that created the social justice warriors and all that shit like we're we're really like extreme and batshit in our own ways uh yeah you know well see i mean i love the i mean in all honesty mine mine is retrograde at zero degrees going into libra so i mean i love that scorpio energy but at the same time i mean i'm pretty sure i have some of that pluto libra flavor i don't know yeah I mean, well, two, it doesn't mean that we're all going to be like that. Yeah. That's just like the general themes. Like, that's what most people are going to be like. So there's obviously always going to be somebody who's opposite or different. Depends on like the makeup, their chart. But uh, I was, since I have my medical astrology book out, I was looking at Neptune. This book is awesome, by the way. I love this book. It starts to scare me sometimes when I'm reading into it because it's pretty graphic. But, uh, Neptune rules over, co-rules the Pisces and Jupiter. So this is similar to like that note that you read about the Black Death. Um, actions are sedative, weakening, draining, confusing, uh, lack, lacks in function, cloudiness. Associations medically, Neptune governs over secret poisoning. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Viruses, sedative drugs, 
fungus, hypnotic state, suggestion, possession, magnetic radiation, and its effect on the body, electromagnetic poisoning, spinal fluid, sleep, endorphins, Neptune, and or Uranus hard aspects to Mars or Venus may indicate gender identity disorder. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, you love this book. You need to get this book. You need yeah. to send me a picture of that book. <laughs> I have sent a picture to you. I'll do it again. Yes, yeah, so um, do it again. I'm going to order it like as soon as we're done here. Yeah, it, I, I'm telling you, it's awesome. Okay, Saturn, since we were looking at the Saturn-Neptune conjunction, right? So Saturn is exalted in Libra, rules Capricorn Aquarius. Actions are freezing, depriving, limiting, restricting, uh, slowing, hardening, stiffening, strengthening. So this has to do with uh, stiffening, strengthening, or whatever, or stopping. I would say stopping. And Neptune being in Aries at that time and Saturn being in Aries, that's going to be blood stuff. So... It's associations with the bones, the cuticles, ligaments, skin, cuticles, nails, teeth. With Taurus, it could be the gallbladder, uh, the gonads, <laughs> the strength of the body, lead, graphite, calcium. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I know what you've been you've been picking up on, thinking that it's going to be plagues because everybody keeps dropping dead. But this, but right now, what you're what you're picking up on is exactly yeah. what I predicted a couple years back, and it it's, is. It, it wasn't astrologically. It was spirit told me that. Yeah, but, but now, now, now we're connecting the dots. Which yeah, is awesome. Which crazy thing is, I remember the exact thing I posted on my Instagram about spirit telling me this. Yes, because um, I remember I, it too. Yeah, I, I started fixating on the plague coming, and I said, you know, and I went to the cemetery and I talked to the dead, and I said, hey, and I said, you know, um, we're approaching a time frame of when there it's a hundred years since the Spanish flu. I was like, do you, you know, people who died from the flu, do you want to tell me anything for the living that they should be warned about? And they said a plan having to do with a particle being sedative and causing people to die. So sedative is a Neptune associated term. It just said in there and secret yeah. poisoning and the particle, the particles, the shot. The, the spirits that the dead people at the cemetery who died from the flu literally told me word for word that they were going to kill us with the vaccine. I mean, I believe it. Yep. Who's from I believe it. Yep. So the plague is not actually the plague. Like you said, you're like, it was nothing. No. The plague is not the plague. The plague is the shot. Yeah. And yeah. And it's just going to continue to get worse. Like, you know, that Died Suddenly documentary says that it, you know, that people will die within the first six months of getting it. But uh, uh, I would assume that um, all complications with everybody who got the shot um, could, you know, it could lead to their sudden death between now and when Uranus is at the end of Taurus, which I think we were just looking at that. Let me see. I think the twenty. I think it's the our goal is in those degrees. Um, in those it final is. degrees, and with Algol, it does talk about losing one's head, head injuries. Yep. Yep, and that that'll be stroke, stroke, that kind of thing. Um, okay. Let me look at the exact moment. And you know, of course, when Uranus is done in Taurus, it goes into Gemini. So that in. Uranus, Uranus and Gemini, especially if uh, it comes to the point where Mars conjuncts that as well, that is one of the signatures in my other medical dictionary for respiratory like illnesses like pneumonia, tuberculosis, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but anyway, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to turn this into a hypochondriac episode, man. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, we're not. But I'll I'll move on to another topic then from that one. So, um, we mentioned Ukraine as well earlier in the episode. Now, um, I do know, as I know many other people knew because it was made such a big deal about it earlier this week or last week that Zelensky flew in from Ukraine to come speak to Congress. Of course he did. There was more that happened at that meeting, honey. So much. Oh, of course. So. Zelensky announced that he was planning to join the World Economic Forum in Davos. Mm. Also, something that he did while he was in the United States was he met with a company called BlackRock. They are an investment firm. Okay. And BlackRock has gone into contract with Ukraine and Zelensky to rebuild Ukraine. Mm. <laughs> so the and 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 this is a company that invests in companies that are, you know, just like when Bush went into um Iraq and Afghanistan. These are companies that invest in the reconstruction of war zones. Ah, of course they are. And I'm like, I was reading this this week. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He had plans that were not, you know, because this was not reported by any mainstream media, by the way. Of course not. Yeah, we already called that. Let me see if there was anything else. Now, by the, by the way, mm-hmm. what I was trying to tell you uh, when yeah. the last degree for Uranus, it's April 2026. <gasps> yep. So let's, uh, you know, and you know, it's really sad. Like I, I do know some people personally that have gotten the vaccine that either I didn't listen or whatever. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And you know, I'm not going to go too personal into their business, but they uh, told me recently cause it was them and their family that got it. And they said that they are uh, already having screenings because there's some sort of blood abnormalities for them happening, but they're still alive right now. Wow. Like, and I don't know what to tell them. Like, I'm just kind of like, I know that we'll never listen to this, so it's okay. But, you know, I'm just kind of like. All you can do is just, I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that anyone believes in is you just pray. That's all you can do. I mean, I trust me, even I know personally some people that have the vaccine and I I'm terrified because some of them are very young. Yeah. And it is very scary to know that. Yeah, you know, because you you just never you you read about what's happening and you're like, could it be this person? Could it be that person? So I believe believe me, I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Ugh. And then in news, just I'll make this the last thing we talk about because uh, I know a lot of people don't like the individual, but I just thought it was pretty funny how all this went down this week. Andrew Tate. <laughs> I heard about that. He was detained in Romania over rape and human trafficking. Yep. Now, I don't know if people have heard Andrew Tate when he speaks. Um, I, when I'm on YouTube Shorts, he constantly comes up on my feed. Yeah, I don't I've seen it why. too. I've seen it too. <laughs> yep. So I kind of get sucked into listening to what he says, but apparently, I guess he got into it with, with um, Little Miss Climate Change. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> on, t- uh, on Twitter, and she asked him. She she asked for an email or something. I don't know. 
apparently after he got into this scuffle with little Miss Greta, they apparently located him by a pizza box, is what they claim. And they arrested him on human trafficking charges. Now, I will say this. He does have a webcam business. He does hire females for their webcam business. Now, how this business works, I don't know. Um, I do know that they claim that they take really good care of the females and they're not forced to do anything they don't want to. They work because they want to, but all of their actual financial needs are met fully. They get paid, but they also get free living, you know, free food, everything that they need covered for them. So I kind of don't know what's going on there, but they're claiming he's human trafficking. He's the one who said last week, mind you, that he would not be someone that, and I think this was after the scuffle with Greta, right after that scuffle. He said that first they cancel you. When they cannot cancel you, they arrest you. And when they cannot succeed in arresting you, they kill you. And after he made these statements was when he got arrested. (laughs) Wow. So. I would have to look at the chart for the moment he got arrested. Let me see if I have it. December 30th. That's all I have. Yeah, I don't have the actual date. We'll have to look that up and we can probably like do a shared post later or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting because he, he made it a point many times in the last few years to put out a video even saying if if there's ever news that comes out that says that I killed myself, I did not kill myself. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully he does not get Epstein. I'm curious what transits were going on on that day. I know he is a Sag. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'd have to, well, yeah, I'll have to look at it another time. I do see, there's obviously Neptune signatures going on and. I mean, with him being a Sag, too, he could be having an aspect from Neptune to his son, that kind of thing, which would cause some sort of conspiracy. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough about it to actually make any real comments on it unless I had a chart or something like that. No, you're fine. I just I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was it was an interesting story, especially after the things that he's been saying himself. And for those that do that do not follow him, he's just one that really believes in um you know, the conspiracies that everyone else believes in. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those people that speaks out and says things while we don't like the way that he says things half the time. I mean, he does have some points on some other things. Right. So just to, just to sum it up, I I will read off some of the notes that I took from my medical astrology books, just because there might be some interesting things people might, might uh, like. Um, This is from that, dictionary the dictionary of medical astrology by diane kramer and i was taking these notes for yomi because she was saying yeah i'm talking about plagues and i'm like okay let me start looking at this book and this is all the stuff that kind of popped out to me so we do have um jupiter neptune pluto and saturn major transit themes for 2023 so keep that in mind as i read this list so medical astrology medical astrology signatures for infectious illness tuberculosis is a mixture of so these are these are plants that have to be aspecting in some way shape or form saturn hades and jupiter or neptune hades and jupiter toxic illness is pluto and hades 
a lack of vitality, which would be, you know, just your immunity and all that, would be Poseidon somehow expecting the sun or Hades. Then we have short illness, which is like something acute that you get over pretty quickly, like the flu or something. That's Uranus and Hades. Poor nutrition, because that has a lot to do with how well your immune system is if you have poor nutrition. If there's a Hades-Sun-Pluto signature, the signature for an epidemic is anything in Aries aspecting Hades. So that was when we picked up that uh, Saturn and Neptune are going to be in Aries. I think you're on to something with that, that that's when we're going to start seeing a lot of people dropping dead, unfortunately, for whatever reasons. Then Aries with Saturn right there again. So there's that double emphasis with Hades, susceptible to an epidemic. If you have this, I'm not trying to scare people, but this is supposed to be a signature in a charter transit if you're susceptible to an epidemic ongoing. The sun and Neptune aspecting to Hades. If we're looking for fever or feverish conditions, it would be sun and Zeus aspects. Hidden illnesses would be Hades related. So major aspect patterns with Hades involved. Infections of the blood would be Aries and Neptune related, which is that one signature we saw on that chart. Mm -hmm. Plus Hades involved. Also cancer Oh, no, that's not the sign cancer. Sorry. That is the illness cancer. Cancer in uh, anything, any planet in Aries having aspects to Hades or Neptune. Also the sun, Saturn or Neptune and Hades aspecting each other. So all those, the sun, Saturn, Neptune and Hades all have to be an aspect to be a signature for cancer. That would be in transit. That wouldn't necessarily be uh, mean that you're ultimately going to have cancer if you have that in your natal chart. Blood poisoning is Aries and and Neptune associated. So when Neptune goes into Aries, there's going to be a lot of a lot of blood poisoning going on. And you know the other thing that I'm actually scared of looking at that. What are we going to do? What all those people who have contaminated blood start donating blood? Like is Dang. that blood is that blood going to affect us? They would, I think what would, I mean, dang, you would have to, I mean, the, what my advice to everybody at that juncture would be is you don't take blood from anybody unless it's a family member that you know is not vaccinated. Or if you know you're going to go into in for a procedure that you need to get done, go in and donate your blood a, a few weeks ahead of time. No shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, to me, that's the only way to be 100% safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw somebody on Facebook mention that they're they're rejecting people who've been vaccinated for blood donations, but that's a pipe dream. I, it, until I see some proof of that, I won't. I don't think so. I mean, e e even if they just started now, Ray, the question then would be, what are they doing with everything else they've collected up to this point? Yep. yep. Are they still using it and not telling anyone? Which, in all honesty, after I'm not saying you know that I've seen it in the medical field, but what 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 we're seeing right now going on in the medical field, do you really trust them to tell if they told you they got rid of it? Absolutely not. Exactly. Yep. So I got some more continued illness associations. Plague and sickness is Sun, Neptune, and Saturn aspects. Pneumonia is Saturn in Gemini, Mars in Sagittarius. 
and or a conjunction or aspect between Mercury and Pluto or the moon in Pluto. Also, if the sun and Pluto are in Gemini. Also, if there's an aspect between Mars, Neptune and Saturn. Also, any afflictions with Gemini and Sagittarius. That's for pneumonia. Um, and on this chart for July 1st, 2025, the sun. Oh, no, it's in Cancer. Right? Never mind. I thought it was yeah. in Gemini. <laughs> trying to scare people. It would I was be. like, no. <laughs> poison accumulation. If you see where, where my, uh, my list has kind of been devolving to. Poison accumulation is Saturn and Pluto aspects. Poisoning of any kind is Mars, Neptune, or Saturn, Neptune aspects. Influenza is Saturn, Jupiter conjunctions or aspects. Uh, and then also Mercury, Mars, and Neptune. Or any emphasis on stellums of Taurus and Scorpio. So that goes into also us seeing the the North Node and the South Node in Scorpio and Taurus at the beginning of this chart. Mm-hmm. I would say that the aggressive flu seasons was going to be a problem for some people. Again, because of their depleted immune system. Yeah. Um, and then infectious diseases would be Mars and Neptune aspects or Neptune, Mars, and Pluto. Incurable diseases would be Uranus in Pisces. So, so typically that would be Uranus, Uranus in the sign of Pisces or Uranus potentially aspecting um, a Pisces stellum. That could be that as well. Immune systems are ruled by Neptune. Chronic illness is associated with Saturn and Neptune. Immune deficiency, I already talked about this one earlier. It, again, it's Saturn in Pisces, which happens later this year. Mars in uh, with Neptune. Mars with Saturn. Sun with Neptune. Jupiter with, with Neptune. And Mars in, in Pisces as well. Or a weak Mars, Sun, Moon, afflicted. Uh, and if your Mars, Moon, or Sun are in debilita- or in fall or debilitated, and they're afflicted, or which that means hard aspect to Saturn or Neptune, whether in transit or natal, that would be immune deficiency uh, disorder or whatever. Also, immutable emphasis, or if there's major aspects of Neptune and Mars to the Midhaven. So those can all be applied to transit. So if you're if you're you know. Uh, literate with astrology and you have your own chart and you can check your transits on like astro.com or something like that and you see any of these signatures popping up you do have you know boost your immune system i i've made a video on this if you contact me on facebook i'll give you tips even recently i i told bill he should start taking wheatgrass you know there are tons of tips and you know i have to say this for me i am notorious for getting sick with the stupidest things it could be a head cold and it barely like affects anybody in this house because everybody that I live with has either really strong cardinal or really strong fixed signs. I'm the most mutable out of anyone. And everybody just gets the sniffles and I'm out for three fucking days. And I'm like, oh what gosh. is just bullshit? Like every time. But you know what? I've been super diligent on taking my supplements and my vitamins and stuff. And I have no problem sharing what I take. If anybody's interested, if you have these signatures or you have a mutable emphasis, or you think you have an immune deficiency and you want some tips, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I will gladly show you pictures of everything I take because I haven't gotten sick at all. And what's crazy is one of my kids downstairs, he got something because he touches everything children, you know, he brings it home. He gave it to everybody. 
And that same night when I like started to feel a little bit of like scratchiness in my throat, I kid you not, I went down to the kitchen and I grabbed a, it was the nastiest thing, but I grabbed a spoonful of raw garlic, like granulated garlic from a jar. I ate the whole thing and I was like, but but it worked. It worked. I didn't, the next morning, the scratchy throat was gone. I didn't have any symptoms. And even my husband, who's like, you know, has the strongest, you know, immune system in the world. He still had like a lingering cough. And he still freaking has it right now. Like a week later, never got the cough, nothing. See, no, that's awesome. Yeah, so it works, man. You you got to find what works. And if you're immune deficient because you took the vaccine or because you take the flu shot or because you you have these, uh, you know, um, prerequisites uh, like mutable emphasis in your chart or any of these aspects in your chart, I got some I got some foolproof methods. It's been working, man. And oh, if yeah. We're having Saturn go into Pisces later this year. I'm gonna need to keep that up. Oh yeah, no. If you if 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 I mean if you could take multivitamin, I mean not a multivitamin, but vitamin C, zinc, and D3. Start with that. That right there is gonna help boost the immune system a little bit. Um, another thing that I do here at home is I buy a lot of citrus juice, yep. and if I can get it fresh and squeeze it myself, even better. And we just make that once a week, and everybody has to drink it. Like you just you, you just gotta improvise somehow and figure it out. Yep, yep, for sure. All right. Well, on that note, guys, we're gonna go. I hope I didn't scare anybody too much. But uh, you know, um, we'll probably talk about like what we we're thinking of next month. Something to do with the congressional house. I know there's there's gonna be juicy information that's gonna come out. If anybody has any questions or any of the things they they're interested in us talking about, let us know on Facebook. Other than that, it's been nice talking to you, Yomi. Yes, ma'am. It has been awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.